you wanted the best, you've got the best podcast. The hottest, hottest. podcast in the world. In the world. The Chris Voss Show, the preeminent podcast with guests so smart you may experience serious brain bleed. The CEOs, authors, thought leaders, visionaries, and motivators. Get ready, get ready. Strap yourself in. Keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the vehicle at all times. Because you're about to go on a monster education roller coaster with your brain. Now, here's your host, Chris Voss. Hi, folks. It's Voss here from the com. The com. Welcome to the big show, my family and friends. The Chris Voss Show family, the family that loves you and doesn't judge you. And you know what? We don't say we're going out for milk and don't come back just like your dad did in 1975. So we're always here for you and always love you. Unless you're evil, we might kick you out. You know, if you're one of those evil people, we might kick you out. But other than that, we love you and uh, you always have us, even if your mom doesn't return your phone calls. <laughs> and we all know why. So let's not talk about it. Anyway, guys, we have uh, the most amazing guests on the show. Uh, and the most amazing uh, references, I really love, I, I sit at night and read the iTunes five-star reviews you guys put up, and I just kind of curl up in a ball, and I, I cry and smile at the same time, and it, it's kind of a weird, joyous time. Somebody wrote something recently, hilarious and valuable, incredibly interesting guest. Boy, that's an understatement. And valuable interviews are even better when Chris brings humor to important topics. It's easy to understand why so many fans are addicted to this podcast. Thank you very much, uh, James I Bond. So uh, there you go. James Bond is giving me f uh, valuable things. So if you get a chance, go on iTunes, folks, and give us a five-star review over there. Tell us how much you love the show. And if you don't like the show, send me an email, and we'll see if I can work it out, or I'll you know, I'll have uh, Rocky Balboa come give you a visit. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I wouldn't do that. Or else. Uh, but anyway, go to goodreads.com, forecast Chris Foss, LinkedIn.com, forecast Chris Foss. Subscribe to the big LinkedIn newsletter. Uh, also go to Chris Foss 1 at TikTok and YouTube. Uh, we, as always, have an amazing uh, young lady on the show and brilliant mind. Uh, and, of course, that's not me. Um, so I just want to make sure we made that distinction. Jeanette Lowry joins us on the show today. She is a residual income and transformational coach. Uh, she's an established coach who focuses on residual wealth and well-being at the same time, because you want to have both. You want to have wealth and well-being, because you only have one, well, you know, health is wealth, as they say. Uh, Jeanette provides women an unparalleled step-by-step -step methodology with her signature training called Pivot. Her passion is to get women home with family uh, by teaching them how to exit the nine to five while learning entrepreneurship. Jeanette has gained over three decades of experience and wisdom training networks of people to leverage the buying power of many while building a global network of like-minded people who aspire to be financially independent. The passion that fuels Jeanette is being the catalyst to help women see a vision of themselves growing into the woman they are meant to be. In doing so over time, they can create the beautiful they design in life. Uh, she, her ability to train others and step into leadership has allowed her to enjoy both time and financial freedom. She possesses a sophisticated understanding of brand partnerships, influence marketing, social selling, and e-commerce. Utilizing several social media platforms with the gain and ability to leverage and connections is centered to the business model through Pivot, her 16-week training program we're going to find out about now. Welcome to the show, Jeanette. How are you? 
Boy, that was a mouthful, wasn't it, Chris? <laughs> there, there it was. Well, you've accomplished a lot of stuff. Congratulations. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Uh, give us your dot com so people can find you on the interwebages in the sky. It's my name.com, JeanetteLowry.com. There you go. That's and easy. So, Jeanette, I, I've been looking over your website here. Uh, give us a 30,000 overview of what you do for your clients and stuff. What I do, I, I'm passionate about moms getting mm -hmm. home and being there for their kiddos. As a 62-year young grandmother of a two-year-old, <laughs> I've got two adult kids, one boy, son, who's 33, uh -huh. and daughter, 26. Wow. And I was blessed to be able to be home with my kiddos and raise mm -hmm. them for 20 years mm -hmm. because of residual income. So my passion today is to show women what's possible. It doesn't have to be a nine to five. It doesn't have to be working two side jobs. You can actually start building a part-time business at home in the mm -hmm. pockets of your day. And it grows along with your personal growth. There you go. So why do you feel it's uh, more important? I mean, it seems obvious, but I, I think it's better said in your words. Why is it important to have that residual income or side income or something? I mean, doesn't going and slaving nine to five with the boss, you know, driving through two hours of traffic both ways. Doesn't that sound like so much fun? They you ask for a raise and they just give you pizza parties. I mean, what's the downside there? Well, the downside is that that is going away. You know, the, oh. that gold watch and that, you know, retirement income what? is is being cut out of boomers' lives for sure. But the great exodus that just happened, you know, a couple of years ago during COVID, 47 million people left the workforce and said, I'm done with this. Crap. One second. Let me talk to my producer. Hey, I don't get a gold watch for this crap. <laughs> I'm out. Bye bye. <laughs> I had to, I had to interrupt you no worries you know our kids have it right you know the laptop lifestyle is really what the boomers myself mm -hmm. aspire to hmm. and i'm just lucky i was raised in a family my father was an entrepreneur mm -hmm. and so he had his own insurance company and i saw what that leveraged time based on the income growing over the years meant and it meant more toys for our family more vacations more weekends at the mountain whatever so i knew i could never work for somebody else and i never have <laughs> <laughs> i know that i'm the same way i've been on my own since 18. i do not play well with others basically that's basically yeah. um so uh, let me let me ask you this and i imagine one of the factors too you may have mentioned it as I was setting up that uh, last joke. Um, you may have mentioned it is, you know, that that additional income that you can have in case, you know, you ever get fired, laid off or recessions and, you know, cyclical nature of business, you know, or just your boss doesn't like you or they catch you stealing staplers out of the thing. Been there, done that. No, I <laughs> I've never stole a stapler before. <laughs> I've done that. No, I didn't. I have a great story about an employee who told who admitted to me he did. He was like, "Hey, you know, want to know where to get great uh, staplers and office supplies?" I'm like, "Where?" He goes, "Out of that uh, office supply room." I'm like, "You know, I own that room in that company, don't you?" That's all. I'm like, no, no, it's a big corporation. They'll never know. Oh God. But uh, um, so the other thing is, is. You know, why, why, why should women be motivated to go home and spend time with those people? I mean, have you seen those people at some people's homes? They're some of their husbands and some of those kids. I mean, why? <laughs> why? I mean, that's not the reason you go get a job is so you can get away from them. 
Well, you know, that's partially true for some women. But honestly, I think if you talk to 100 women, 99 would say, I wish I had more time for myself. Yeah. I wish I had more time to, you know, be at my kids' activities. I mm -hmm. wish I had more time to socialize with my friends, my tribe. Mm -hmm. um, because most women do sacrifice a lot, especially if they're mm -hmm. working outside of the home and raising kids. I personally, I saw a lot of moms when I was the school, you know, auction chair and mm -hmm. the classroom mom and the carpool mom. I saw so many working women that were just flustered. Yeah. every day and it just it just packed on the years went by and i said get your butt out of retirement jeanette you have way too much to offer women you have way too much knowledge and shame on you for not using it so that's really what happened during COVID. there you go you, you told me a little bit about your hero's journey your origin story you mm -hmm. you were uh you stayed home for 20 years uh is there anything more we need to cover on how you grew up what got you kind of down this road well, I'm the oldest. I have an older wow. brother who was born a year ahead of me who was born mentally um, challenged. Mm -hmm. So born a year later, I'm the oldest daughter of a family of six kids. Mm -hmm. So mom and dad got married at 18, young, Catholic family. And it, it just became brutal from the standpoint mm -hmm. of fighting. And they couldn't live together. Still loved mm -hmm. each other, told us that. We remained great friends. We co-parent, they co-parented together, but they just couldn't live together. So at age nine, I became the little mom. Oh, wow. The little adult. And mm -hmm. my mom had to go back to work. Mm -hmm. So it was one of those eye-opening situations where I'm looking at my mom struggling. My dad is, you know, in his 10th year of building his residual income. And I'm like, I'm going to do that when I get older. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing that. I'm doing that. No more struggle. Yeah. So how did you, did you end up getting, I guess, married for uh, quite some years to raise your, your family? Yeah. So I was married uh, to my college sweetheart. I went to the university uh, of Oregon. I was a scholar, athlete, gymnast, mm -hmm. and my um, to be husband at the time played football for mm -hmm. University of Oregon. He was drafted third round by the Detroit Lions. So we up, got married, moved out to Michigan for almost eight years. Wow. So that was my um, introduction to motherhood. My son was born in Michigan and we moved back to Oregon when he was two. Mm -hmm. So why do you, why do you feel, um, why, why do you think or why do you feel uh, that it's better that women need to maybe give up that nine to five and spend more uh, time with their children. What are some of the benefits of that to everybody involved? Well, I think when you start looking, um, which happened to me with a lot of my sister's friends, mm -hmm. as they were just absolutely shocked at what their kids were learning in school, looking over mm -hmm. their shoulders because they were nine to five working moms, but they were telecommuting mm -hmm. and they were seeing what the kids were being taught. Mm -hmm. That just horrified a lot of parents and really mm -hmm. there became an uproar with, you know, um, parents, school boards, all that jazz. So I think that having a parent at home, at least one parent, mom or dad, usually it's mom, is crucial for the socially, social structuring, the rules, the boundaries for mm -hmm. these kids, because yeah. the Internet lets them go to the world 
you know, outside the world and back. And there's a lot of bad stuff on the internet. If parents oh, aren't, seen that. Yeah. yeah, if they're not clued into, you know, filters and it's, it's just a different society than when I grew up. Yeah. I mean, I, when I grew up, uh, you know, uh, my mom, my mom would, you know, we played outside. I mean, she would like get out of my house until Same. the street lights come on. And, Absolutely. Uh, and when we go to the car, she'd put free children on the car and we'd have to sit in the car where she'd be in the grocery store. Um, and Same. she, she'd even say, take, take the blonde one first. Uh, my little brother. So, <laughs> Without seatbelts, windows she, rolled up. And they were smoking. Yeah, they they yeah, let us stand in the car as they drove down the road. There's, oh yeah, they were just, they were just like, you know, I mean, in our, in our day and age, they, they actually had to have, what what's the joke? They, they actually had to have a TV commercial that said, it's 10 o'clock. Do you know where your kids are for health? Sake? Remember that? <laughs> we were out playing, you know, Kick the yeah. ball and yeah. you know, all the parents are smoking care. and drinking in front of the TV. Exactly. Going, oh shit, we yeah. got kids. We should go it's, find yeah. them. It's dinner time. The bell rings, and you know the neighbors have a horn, <laughs> and we've got the bell, and all the yeah. kids are boom, back to the houses. But it's not like yeah. that today. I, I would never leave mom. a young child by themselves. That's true. In the car, I don't so think you can either. I think uh, either you call the cops or you, <laughs> yeah. know, if you leave kids at home. I think there's a law now and stuff. Yes, me and my parents would leave with matches in the house and the keys and you know a bottle oh, yeah. of booze and I'm five and I'm absolutely. Like, what do I do with all this? And they're just like play with play with it all and and see what happens. Uh, the recognition is there. You know, the country's changed. The world's changed. Our kids Definitely. are absolutely you know, 25 years ahead of where we were, but their, you know, their capabilities right now socially are so diminished because they don't have a lot of that grounded schooling around them. There you go. You know, I, and all that jazz. And I, I support what you say that uh, having two parents in the home, uh, at least the masculine and feminine, um, there, there's always going to be a dominant one. Uh, yep in the home is important in the shaping of human beings. Yes. Um, I grew up l like you did, or, well, I think you grew up with a single mom, but you, you, you provided that for your children, uh, to a two parent household. I, I grew up, uh, in a two parent household. Now my parents were the last two people who should have been met. Like they were the most opposite <laughs> personalities. My dad was probably a narcissist uh, and, uh, they did not, they 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 got along pretty well, but they were not happy with each other. Or with and you adults. saw that I'm sure you sensed. Oh yeah, we, that, right? we saw it and sensed yeah. it. But there are things that we're we're designed as a man and woman to be different. There is no equality Absolutely. in the universe. Mm -hmm. it, it's not designed that way. We're designed to be complementary to each other yes. and very different. But the complementary part, people seem to forget in today's day and age. And what you learn from a father, what you learn from a mother are two different things. Completely. And both are equally important. Yep. But also watching the dynamics between the two of them. And and people don't realize this. When you when when young boys grow up and they watch a single mother struggle, which she will, uh-huh they will think that that's normal and they will seek out women who struggle. Absolutely. And they will, they will pick people that you, you can't fix. And yeah. then they'll, then they'll have problems in their relationships. Of course, they'll bring children into it. And then God knows what goes from, from there. The same thing with young women, single women, they'll sometimes make bad choices because they, they're just trying to find a man to accept them because they didn't have a father in life. I've right. seen, I've dated for 50, I'm 55. I've dated all my life. I've seen what, 
what that looks like over a lifetime yes. of where a father is in a woman's child in, in a woman's childhood and sit, setting that imprint for what a good masculine man is and what a mother sets for that. So it's a real big deal, I believe. Yes. And my parents, they raised us, even though they weren't happy for 20 years, God bless them. And one day they called us up after we'd all left the house and they said, uh, you know, we decided, I know this is going to be hard for you guys. We decided that we're not going to, we're going to get divorced now. And we're like, Oh, thank yeah. God. Wow. Great. Glad, yeah, you, guys like, finally, glad you guys could finally come around. <laughs> yeah. We've been here for years, man. Know, years, like a decade. Uh, we knew this was coming, but you know, uh, that, is you could, so, that is so good that you guys were honest with them though. I yeah, mean, we're like, I, and they were like, I, you're not shocked. You're not upset. <laughs> no, no, this is probably good for you too. At this yeah. Point. We're out yeah. of the house. So we're, we're out of the blast zone. But, I lost my mom 26 years ago yeah, when my I'm daughter sorry. was born two weeks after she was born. Mm-hmm. But I was able to get down so that she could hold her newborn oh, wow. mm, uh, baby awesome. girl. Yeah. Um, but my dad never remarried. He's 82. No, he's, mm-hmm. yeah, he's 82. I'm 62. And he's still active, vibrant, travels, you know, does lifting, jogs because he was always in love with mom. And oh. that's really why I feel like we were raised in a, to family parenting home because we were always switching off, mm-hmm. never bad mouthed each other, didn't talk negative, which is so crucial. <laughs> it sounds really dysfunctional by today's society standards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> you got along? What? I know. You're not supposed yeah. to do that. Yeah. Uh, it's like when I it's like when I see my friends, they take their children out for walks and stuff, and I'm like. That's bad parenting. You're supposed to send them home in front of the TV and their iPads. Don't take them outside. <laughs> but there you go. So let me ask you this. when you There's a lot of societal pressures. And I, I don't want to throw this on societal pressures because I've seen the hate that women get online over this when they talk about staying at home, being mm-hmm. a stay-at-home mother. Mm-hmm. They get a lot of crap online. They, mm-hmm. get, they get shamed. They get viciously mm-hmm. The, the comments of other women and it's not really like men don't care. I mean, Hey, if you want to stay at home, go stay at home. Men don't right. care. And so right. some people say, well, society says no, they don't. It's other women that yeah. really hate on other women to stay home. So how do you overcome this mindset where women believe they have to try and do everything? They have to try and have a career. They have to try and do the nine to five corporate and then stay at home and try and do everything at once. And how do you, how do you get them to realize that, Maybe stretching it that far isn't isn't good. That leads to burnout. Yeah. That always will lead to burnout. And I had to discover that myself. I mean, mm. I've had years of mindset training and going back through paradigms. And I'm just a, a student of education. I love studying new things. You know, all the newest mindset things. You name it, I've been there. And so... I am able to pass my knowledge off mm-hmm. to women and I can see them in a minute online. You know, mm-hmm. the ones that are insecure who just want to show up and they have nothing to offer, but their beauty. Yeah. <laughs> and then I see the ones that are really, you know, mentally there and they've got a lot of stuff to offer, but they don't know how to present themselves mm-hmm. online. The first so, that you must've been in the coffee shop for my first dates. So uh, the beauty ones. <laughs> I was a waitress <laughs> for many years. There you go. <laughs> in college. But, but I think what you're saying is you can still do the business part 
you know, and if you want to hustle the business and, and do the whole uh, kind of quote in nine to five, you can do it, but you can do it at home with residual income. And so then you still have a, maybe a better work-life balance. Well, and also it gives you an end point, like a stop point for the nine to five, yeah. because building an online business, you know, can happen quickly if you're all in and you've got the hours to put in. But most people will put 15 minutes here, an hour here, two you know, hours here. So maybe 15 hours a week is my full-time job. Mm. That's, you know, that's full-time for me. But at the same time, you start out, you're going to put a lot of time and energy into it, which I did, you know, when I built my first company. So it's, it's an endpoint so they can say, I can jump off this gerbil wheel, journey <laughs> of the broke wheel of going back and forth nine to five every day for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. In five years, I can see my exit point. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the training is showing them the vision, teaching the compensation so that they understand where the money comes from mm-hmm. and getting them into the mindset where they are business owners. There you go. Mm-hmm. And being a business owner is so much nicer. You have control of your life. You have control over your paychecks for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, depending upon who your clients pay their bills. Uh, People you, you want to hang out with. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or, you know, even if you don't, you can, uh, I don't know. You can, I don't know. I don't have a joke for that. Um, so there you go. Uh, pick your tribe. It's so important. Pick your tribe. Pick your there tribe. you go. Yeah. You know, you don't have to hang out with Bob at, at the office who's always leering at you and, Absolutely. and, and yep. Joanne who tells bad jokes and smells yep. bad. Poor Joanne. <laughs> I don't know. We just can't ever get Joanne fixed, right? She has issues. <laughs> uh, and then you got, you got that mean boss who's always writing you out for stuff, like yeah. stealing the staplers and stuff. It's I'm scarred. Um, I don't know how people take it, honestly, Chris. Yeah. I, I, I don't know how people every day go into a job they hate, <laughs> but they have to have the money. There's yeah. so many ways to make money today with yeah. everything online, e-commerce, yeah. you know, there's so many different options, yeah. but I, I think people don't know what they don't know. Exactly. And residual income. I've most of my life, I've been working from home since 2004 when I got rid of my last partner. Um, and residual income is so nice, especially if you can get it from multiple incomes yeah. because if one dries up or, you know, business conditions change or cyclical nature sometimes, mm-hmm. but if one dries up, you've got these other ones to rely on and yes. you sleep so much better at night when uh, you know you have multiple streams of income. I mean, well, you know. and that's the future, Chris, you know that. Oh yeah. I yeah. mean, because people that just have one stream of income, like a job, I mean, they're putting their eggs in one basket and we've seen the horror stories and the nightmares that have happened when, you know, oh, yeah. the, the sole producer loses his or her job yeah. and then they're competing against robots or, you know, AI or younger kids that mm-hmm. don't need to be paid as much or yeah. the insurance isn't as hefty. So it's, it's one of those things. If you're in your you know mid thirties, forties and above, you need to have multiple income streams. And they say 90% of people don't even have $10,000 in the bank. Yeah. I think most or, people can't go a month or two without income without right. going in As the a toilet. Safety net. Yeah. yeah. So that's, yeah, multiple income streams. Do it in the pockets of your day. And my big thing is good nutrition, clean eating, you know, health is your first wealth, as you said. It's, yeah. it's 
everything. Let's talk about that here. But first, let me close out one thing. One nice thing about uh, residual income is recently with with COVID and everything, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the sky, the child care, which was already ginormous, skyrocketed. And I know just recently, I think it's in October, the COVID funding for the uh, child care and facilities and stuff there was a is, is running out or ran out i don't know if it's run out yet but they were saying i was reading this new york times the wall street journal and wapo they were saying that when that's going to happen there's going to be hundreds of closures of these child care facilities that can't function and operate and i'm sure there's going to be a lot of people that are like hey i've I, you know, one of us has to quit their job and go home mm -hmm. and work. Mm -hmm. So you you have an endless supply of business probably coming at you. Um, and and that's one of the things you need to think of, too. I mean, mm -hmm. I don't think childcare is going to get any cheaper. I mean, yeah. I know people that are paying a house payment for childcare for what oh, I pay absolutely. for, a, uh, you know, a very large house. Yeah. And you're just like, that's why I sold all my kids to because um, <laughs> uh, daddy needed a new BMW. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Don't do that. I didn't ever have kids. But let's get into the let's get into the health part of it because work life health balance is really important. Yeah. So you know, I, because I was a gymnast starting at age nine, I competed. You know, elite gymnastics through college. I was always into having to eat right. You know, mm -hmm. to compete, and we had. Olympic coaches at the training center, et cetera. So I was blessed to have learned very young and I was taking vitamins and, you know, nutrition before anybody knew what the difference between dead food and, you know, real oh. clean food was. Yeah. So now that the buzzwords are starting to come out over the last five, 10 years about <laughs> eating clean and it's like intermittent fasting, I've been doing that my whole life. So yeah. it's just a matter of, educating people on really if you're buying boxes and cans at the grocery store mm -hmm. you're eating dead food that's just been fortified mm -hmm. and your body really a lot of it is alien to your body so your body goes yeah. oh my god what is this you're swallowing now and just kind of tucks it away into the fat cells and people wonder why they're getting fatter well Besides the fact that the sugar industry hijacked our food. Yeah, it's in know, everything. 40 years ago, everything. And intentionally, you know, disease is all related to nutrition, period. Mm -hmm. It all comes down to that. Yeah, it is. I would totally agree with you. Uh, you know, that's one thing I learned when I lost weight is how much how much bad foods there was out there. And they even mm -hmm. hide sugar now. I think there's mono nuclear there's some oh. sort of there's all sorts of different trick words they have for it now mm -hmm. which is basically just refined sugar um and yes. and the problem is i think for both men and women um is and especially moms moms tend to drive themselves and they take care of everybody first and take care of themselves last which they shouldn't do because if you, you can't give if you help other people but moms tend to you know take care of the kids first and uh feed them and you know they usually eat last and so they Absolutely. probably eat whatever is left over you know those yeah. nasty uh frozen uh fish sticks fish sticks, fish <laughs> sticks and tater tots like we grew up on yeah only only ours would probably had real potatoes in them now yeah it's that's like true nuclear fission <laughs> and yeah, i don't know something true. from chernobyl left over they oh, dug up man. out of the yard oh, and uh, they're like yeah put this in there it'll make them sparkle they'll feel better <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, and, but having, trying to achieve a true work-life balance is really important. And if you eat better 
you mm-hmm. exercise and, and then you do you do your work you're just going to show up a whole lot more of a complete human being people are so amazed when the first time they do say the two day intermittent fasting supported mm-hmm. by a good nutritional cleansing drink to detox the body mm-hmm. they can't believe i couldn't believe the first time because i had been doing it just strictly with water but i couldn't believe how the fog was lifted off my head and the inflammation was gone. So I could lift my arms up over my head, you know, gymnastics inflammation was chronic. And so when our body's the miracle, I always say this, it's not, I'm not selling hype or, you know, cure doesn't cure anything, but when you eat clean food and you can detox the chemicals from your body, you Mm. will feel like a million bucks. And yeah. you will age backwards. And that's really what has been happening, you know, mm. for those of us who have been eating clean and trying to get the right nutrition into our bodies. There you go. It, and intermittent fasting is one of the things I love. I do yes. it every day. I wake up, I have my coffee, water, and then somewhere when I start getting some pangs, I have uh, uh, apple cider vinegar, a little bit of apple cider vinegar and some mm. water. And then if I have some more pangs later, I have uh, lemons. In lemon water, and keeps your I, body alkaline. It does. It does. Yeah. In fact, one trick that I found, I don't know if you you know about this, but it sounds oxymoronish because you know lemon is citrus, yeah, and you think it'd be make it acidic, but it's just the opposite. It, it really is, and it'll kill your pangs too. One thing I found, I don't know if you've heard of this though. Uh, there's a company here in Utah called Redmond Salt, and they sell their salt all over the world. It's really popular. Mm-hmm. And I was in their shop one time, and they said, "Hey, do you do you intermittent fast there?" And they had this bag of these giant salt rocks, and I don't know how it looks kind of weird in a bag. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's like a salt rock, and you can see okay. the minerals in it. Yeah, and they sell this giant bag of these giant salt rocks, about the size of your of your palm. And, and they're like, yeah, it helps you intermittent fast. And I was like, you know, come on, whatever, man. And they're like, no, it's minerals. And I go, I'll try it. What the hell? And you know what? I, uh, you'll take and suck on a little bit of that if you get hunger pains and it will mm-hmm. take them away. And it's, 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 uh, electrolytes basically. Well, and minerals are the spark plugs in our body. Yeah. You know, enzymes, minerals, spark plugs to get that mm-hmm. fire going. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's so important. It and so, uh, important. so you and so, do you do daily intermittent. So you yep. go to bed at night and then you wait to mm-hmm. eat for like twelve hours before you eat yep. again. Yeah. Or as long as I can, you know. If I'm mm-hmm. if I'm like sometimes I worked out the night before and I'm suffering mm-hmm. a little bit, like I was today, oh, I'll break it two hours early. You yep. know, but that consistency just makes all the difference. And you're right, the brain fog goes away. Yes. You feel better if I can do a twenty hour fast, and you know I'm I'm just cooking along and I'm like, hey. I don't feel like eating. Um, well, I teach 24 and 48 hour fasts there you because go. for people that want to flush fat, you mm-hmm. know, the first day is to get the body detox, the cells detox so that you go from mm-hmm. acidic to alkalinic. The mm-hmm. second day is really when the metabolism is uh, firing because there's no food in there. And so it's able to burn some of that fat. Get those ketones. And you can flush it out. Yeah. So it's it's a two-day, but it's a supported. So Mm -hmm. support it with minerals and phytonutrients and adaptogens, et cetera. There you go. That's really important. You got to have that support because a lot of people try and fast without any of that support. And a lot of people don't realize sometimes when you're hungry, it's just you're dehydrated. 
You know, yes. you don't really want yes. food. Your body's just craving anything for dehydration. You got to drink water. Exactly. Half your body weight in water every single day. Half so your body weight. So, say somebody weighs two hundred pounds, they should mm -hmm. weigh. They should drink a hundred ounces of water. Oh, okay, there you go. In a day. Yep. All right. I'm thinking a hundred pounds. So. Yeah, no, 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 no. Ounce, water. Don't do that, folks. Uh, but no, that water is so important because yeah. we're we're basically, you know, uh, I don't know, fish uh, as we are. So or we used to be. I think are we like ninety six percent water or salt or something? Like yeah, that? more than that. Really? Is it's it more like than 98%. that? Ninety eight percent. Yeah. Oh wow. But you sound like you're so. Um, I mean, informed about nutrition. I, I can talk to some moms sometimes and. They've not even heard of adaptogens, really? things like wow. that. So, wow. but you know, one of the things that really got me into this when I was like nine, I started mm -hmm. to get interested because I had two uh, aunts and uncles that died of cancer. Oh wow! And you, you know, you just go, okay, well, they were smokers, or why did she die of cancer? So when you start looking at autopsies, I mean, this is all factual. You can go look it up. When they open up bodies that are deceased and they died of cancer they're entirely acidic oh wow yeah yeah so cancer thrives in an acidic environment so if you want to at least have chances to stave off cancer you should be in an alkaline state every day all day mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I have this uh, water that I get called Dylan. It's a Dylan filter system, mm -hmm. and it, it's got one of those at the bottom of the bottle. It's got one of those uh, alkaline thingies. So uh, I use that to alkalize my water. And then, of course, if you really want to go crazy, you can buy the, the pee strips so you can check your alkalinity. Do you have clients I do tell, that? Where absolutely. They I tell people to do that during you know yeah. one two-day fast because it's proof in the in the pee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, proofing the beat. You can see what your alkalinity is, and it's yeah, it's really easy absolutely. to test. Yeah, and, uh, absolutely. And you know, but yeah, you're right. If you have too much alkalinity in your body, like everything slows down, and people don't realize these things. So it's great that you're out there helping them. So yeah. let's talk about some of the programs that you do on your website, what you do for people, and how you do it. You've got a boot camp, four week program, and several different things. Let's pitch all that out. Well, I do. Uh, I start with my signature program starts with the wellness portion of mm -hmm. getting these women back into their bodies that they mm -hmm. had 10 years ago. Oh. Because one of the things that I've learned in my years of life on this earth is that the confidence level of women will only come up equivalent to where their weight is. Mm. So if their weight goes down, their confidence goes up. And People are really struggling with weight today because of the food we have and they don't know how to eat clean or they don't know that women should be lifting weights, whether, you know, bands or tubes or lightweights. We need to have muscle. We mm -hmm. start losing our, you know, metabolism and muscle after the age of 35. So mm -hmm. I'm a I'm a weightlifter. I Inner, you know, I, I love doing the hit type workouts now. I used mm. to teach for 18 years. So I've been, you know, aerobics and step and all that stuff that killed most of our bodies. But light resistance is crucial. And a lot of women don't think about that. But mm -hmm. that's that's to get the spark plugs going again. So we go through all that food stuff, grocery stuff. We teach them how to intermittent fast and then mindset. 
There you go. Now, is this all part of the pivot program that you you kind of run? I I have four week programs or I've got one day programs or I've got online free resources uh, through my website so they can go look at um, a class and download, you know, a workbook to do. And so basically, they're just not focusing on one thing with you, financial freedom uh, or health. They're getting both. So they're getting a complete package for their design. Well, and and they're also getting the business part of it, you know, mm -hmm. teaching them how to have a business from home, the tax write-offs and all that jazz, as well as online business, how to do Mm -hmm. social media, setting up your platform, getting your, you know, photos right, banners Mm -hmm. right, things like that. And then teaching them about Robert Kiyosaki's, you know, mm. cash flow quadrant, which is one of my lifetime heroes. I love all of his books. But, oh, yeah. Um, the cash flow quadrant just basically differentiates linear income versus mm-hmm. leveraged income and how 95% of people work on, you know, this side, then only 5% of wealth is created, which is working for somebody else or being self-employed. And mm-hmm. How do you get to that other side? You've got a network, you've got a leverage, you've got to have compounded money or people working in your favor. And that's really what happens with my business is I can put them over on the right hand of that quadrant whereby they can step back and the money continues coming in regardless of their efforts. There you go. That's the beautiful part about residual income too, is you're not having to spend active time doing it. You know, you, you kind of set it up and you can't really forget it, but you can set it and then it will generate income and you just kind of have to, it's kind of like spinning plates. You just have to kind of keep the, the plate spinning and yeah. uh, check in, touch in. And it depends on, you know, the, the different uh, consumption that you have there. I noticed there's some free resources on your website. Do yes. you want to tease those out to people? Yeah. So, one of the free resources talks about this, um, the Masterclass 3, I believe it is, talks about Robert Kiyosaki's cash flow quadrant. And it, it teaches people how to differentiate where they are, leverage linear income, and how you can get to that other side without capital and without you know specialized business or schooling. So that's on there. There's also one on mindset, groceries, weight. So... They can plug in and just download some resources and there's links in there for contacting me. We can set up a Zoom. I can answer questions and move forward from there. I will have another four-week boot camp coming up at the end of October, so I'll put that on my website as well. There you go. And uh, those are part of your masterclass, methodology masterclasses? Yeah, the masterclass basically paints the big picture of what my pivot 16-week program entails. There you go. Well, I think this is really important. And I think more and more, you know, motherhood is one of the greatest uh, jobs in the world. If if not the greatest, because it wasn't for motherhood, none of us would be here. So, uh, yeah, we uh, women carry the the ability to propagate the species. And without them, we're we're pretty screwed. It would be over pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Especially what they're being kids are being taught today about. Who can have babies? <laughs> That's true. Well, oh, don't get right. me started. I'm having one right now. No, I'm just kidding. Just don't kidding. get me started. Don't, don't me. Well, um, and motherhood is very underappreciated, you know, truly. It's very underappreciated. It, let me ask until you this. Is it though really? Is until it though, the kids leave the nest, then yeah. they appreciate. Oh, my gosh. 
There you wow. go. I don't know. Is motherhood not under is not appreciated? Because I I love my mother, and That's I think so most men recognize how important women and, and mothers are in the world. I know there's a lot of social difference. There's different people in the social sphere out there that are really they don't seem to like motherhood. They don't seem to like families. Um, yeah. So, you know, I don't know, but I, I'm just going to put my, my card out there. I love my mother and, and she's the most valuable person in my life. And without her, I wouldn't be here. Well, here's uh, a tip to all young men mm -hmm. that are dating or young women, excuse me, that are dating. Mm -hmm. If the guy you're dating has a good relationship with his mama, uh -huh. that's a good catch. That is a if good everything else, If everything else falls into place. As long but, as he's not one of those guys, because I had it was one friend one time who uh, no woman was as good as his mom. Um, and oh. Friend, I'd, be like, I'd be like, that. that's a great catch right there. And he was no, like, no, no. not as good no. as my mom. And I'm like, after a few breakups, I'm like, dude, you're not going to find anybody as good no. as your mom. Well, you know, no this... woman's going to want to be subjected to that. Yeah, she doesn't want to be your mom. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. And, no, thanks. Yeah. And <laughs> your mom will unconditionally love you. Most women won't uh, get a dog. If you want unconditional love, that's just, way, that's just the way the gig works. That's how it works. It's a biology. And it's, <laughs> Which is why boomers always get dogs after the kids leave the nest. Right. That's true. That's true. I did it the opposite way. I got the dog, the dogs first and then never got the kids. So that's how it worked out. I got the dogs and I'm like, you know what? These guys are better than kids. I've seen all my friends of teenagers are right now i'm just like i'm keeping the dogs oh man but, uh, yeah especially teenage oh wow yeah but we need more women like you were championing how important it is to stay in the uh stay in the home and and well you know get residual stuff and other stuff and and there's no shame on either side if you want to do something go knock right. yourself out but you know, right. your children are going to be more developed with a feminine and a masculine in the home. They Absolutely. need to see that interplay. They need to see how, uh, you know, a person who's emotional, a person who's logical, uh, deal with each other and their relationships. Yes. You learn so much as a child, as a foundation, your relationship with your mother, with your, with your father or whatever masculine and feminine was really what it comes yep. down to. And, you, you see the interplay. And even if it's not a healthy interplay, you see it. You see how one person deals with the other and the other person deals. And it gives you something to work with, a toolbox to work with. And if you don't have that, you know, it, it seems like there's a lot of people in our society that are like, I can do both jobs. I can be the mother and the father. No, you can't. No, you can't. You know, I'm sure you know about paradigms. You mm -hmm. know, we all have them from our growing up years. And mm -hmm. what happens is, we go on this autopilot after, mm -hmm. you know, the age of 10, 12, we go on autopilot. So our reactions to things or the way we answer things or the way we think all mm -hmm. came from our base, our basic, mm -hmm. you know, from, you know, family structure, mom, dad, whoever the influencers were under the age of 10. Mm -hmm. And with that mindset moving into adulthood, you make most of your decisions by that. Until you can recognize that that is an autopilot reaction mm -hmm. and you really step back and say, I am not going to do this. Money paradigms are huge for women. Like I'll never have enough. I'm not good enough. Um, my mom never made more than, you know, 50,000 a year. So wow. I, things like that. Those paradigms have to be snapped and you have to rebuild and rewire the brain through training, consistency, repetition mm -hmm. to create that new version of yourself. And there so you 
it's not about just saying, oh, fill out this form and let's, you know, say you're going to be this kind of a woman versus this kind. It truly is a step-by-step growth. Your money will follow your growth. There you go. And having that work-life balance, because, I mean, you can have the greatest job in the world, but if you're unhealthy and you're miserable inside because you're unhealthy, it affects your brain, and then your brain's unhealthy, and then, you know, just you either hate everybody or everyone hates you or both, which is disease, 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 cancer, death. Most of the women I talked to who had full-time jobs, six-figure incomes and higher, were miserable. They were miserable. Once they got past the ego of you know, they climbed the ladder, got to the top. Now what? They're mm-hmm. looking inside going, I'm empty. I'm unhappy. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I get to work with a lot of those kind of women who say, mm-hmm. enough. I'm taking my life back. And mm-hmm. they usually find that they make more money in a leveraged vehicle. Yeah. Because they have control, talents. right? Yeah. Because they have they're control talented. over which one they can make. Yeah. Yep. Yep. There you so, go. And then, then you're usually happier. And plus yep. you feel more... Uh, self-empowered yes. and, and self-reliance. I mean, so being self-actualized as an entrepreneur is something else. So good. It, it's hard so sometimes, good. but it, it teaches you, it teaches you to really be self-actualized and self-accountable, which is really great. Absolutely. Well, Jeanette, it's, it's been wonderful you have on the show. Thank you very much Thank for you. coming on. Uh, give us your .com one more time as we go out. It's JeanetteLowry.com as there my name go. is spelled. There you go. Folks, uh, look her up, check her out, and uh, check out her services. I highly recommend it. Um, You know, this just in, you can't have everything. Whoever told you you can have everything freaking lied to you. There is no everything. It's madness to pursue everything. But you can have a good, healthy work-life balance. Um, So uh, that's, that's my point i'm sticking to it um go to goodreads.com for chess chris foss linkedin.com for chess chris foss youtube.com for chess chris foss watch for this on the linkedin newsletter and go to uh uh tiktok at chris foss one thanks so for tuning in be good to each other stay safe and we'll see you guys next time thank you chris